Welcome into the Unnamed MMA Podcast. I'm Adam Abdallah, along with Jordan Sherwood. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah. Follow Jordan on Twitter. He's got all the information at Wood on ESPN 1000. We have another UFC fight night. The big boys are fighting. The heavyweights are fighting in this main event on UFC fight night. Plus, Let's give a little recap first before we get started, Jordan, about what we saw in the last UFC pay-per-view. You gave it out. You gave out the winner of the main event. You gave out Pereira. You did. We'll ignore the rest of the night. Ignore everything <laughs> that happened. Everything else prior to Ign- that. Ignore everything Please. that happened. The fact of the matter is, when everybody zigged, you zagged, and you said that Israel Adesanya would lose his title, and it will be Alex Pereira right now as the new champion. Just a bad matchup for Israel. Israel Adesanya, and I said in my handicapping, I just don't like the idea of Israel Adesanya being forced to wrestle or at least going to what he knows from a striking standpoint and standing across from a a guy that has him, you know, tick for tat when it comes to a striking and obviously hits with a lot more power and carries that more power, and he carried it into the fifth round. Justified stoppage for sure. Israel Adesanya has admitted it. And we were lucky enough to release it at plus 185 mm-hmm. before it went off. You even could have got it at plus 750 after the after the third round. I think plus 1400. Well, because he almost lost round. that first round. In that first round, that ten first... more seconds, he's probably out. Absolutely. And I feel like that was. I was looking at the live odds, and I was like, oh no, <laughs> like this is a bad night. Like this is, a, and like it just looked like he was one shot away. Like if that bell, like you said, was ten more seconds away, that might have been it for Pereira. Yeah, exactly. But that's the beauty of mixed martial arts, and and the cornering that he got from Glover Teixeira and company into that fifth round. And quite honestly, I'd love to see a rematch. Or we've got new blood at 185 pounds. Mm-hmm. That he, But there's the other storyline throwing out there right now that he might actually uh, go up and challenge Yuri Prohaska if, if Yuri beats Glover Teixeira to, like, you know, earn the respect of his training partner. So yeah. maybe he just doesn't defend that 185-pound title and goes immediately up to 205 and then meets Izzy at 205. Oh, man. I mean, you, that's a lot of... First of all, that's a lot of It's a lot of, of storylines. It's a lot of storylines. It's, it's a lot of weight. That's yeah. a lot of... Yeah, that's that's for 2023 to figure out. But we've got a couple more UFC fight nights here uh, to go over. Also, uh, which, yes, and you were right about uh, Meatball Molly. Yeah, she got... She got I mean, look, yeah, I was right about Dustin right. Poirier. You were right. I was right you about right. that. There was you a couple, right. like, I yes. missed on the uh, Carolina Kovacavich fight. You didn't need to rub salt in the wound, though, and text me and say, like, you hope she loses. <laughs> and I was like, come on, man. That's not fair. Just didn't like her attitude coming in and the way that she was shit-talking to Aaron Blanchfield leading up in the weigh-ins and stuff. Yeah. Like, she was, like, saying, look, they're, they're cheering me and you're in your hometown. Like, what? Like, yeah. What are you talking about? I mean, that's part of the game, though. It's part of the game. It's part of the game. People and Molly was humbled. There are levels yeah. to this game. Oh, yeah. And uh, she'll be back. Yeah. She'll be back. All right, so let's get into this uh, UFC fight night. We've got Derek Lewis against Sergey Spivak. That is our main event. We'll get to that in a little bit, but we'll start with the beginning of our main card. Jack Della Maddalena against Danny Roberts. Danny Roberts is a big underdog here at plus 390. Maddalena is minus 590 here. Uh, you know, uh, Maddalena got a, a pair of stop first-round stoppage wins here. You've got this should be a good fight. Uh, they don't mind, uh, you know, taking hits and giving out hits. This one could be a good start to this UFC fight night. I mean, I think it'll be exciting. I mean, right now, the, you know, Jack Dell is handicapped $1.30 to win in the first round. So this is more <laughs> of a fight that, like, you know, all right, Jack Dell, you've seen, you've been impressive so far in your UFC career. You've had a couple of first-round finishes. Danny Roberts, a guy 
guy that's been around the block. Uh, they thought he might have been done with his career, but then he's won two of his last three fights. Uh, and a good all-around fighter, but a guy that has been finished uh, via striking, via submissions before. This is a fight for sure that I think is a showcase opportunity for uh, Jack Della. I think they want him to be successful. They want him to get off to a, to a strong start in his mixed martial arts career. This is an opportunity to do so against a guy that Danny Roberts that's going to bring the fight to him. It has an opportunity to showcase him, but obviously at the current odds that they stand, he's a huge favorite, and I, I worry the risk about leaning into what I just talked about, like winning in the first round, winning inside the distance, because Danny Roberts, although he has been finished before, um, he hasn't been finished lately. So I think that Jack Dellett likely going into my parlay in and around some of the guys that I like later on in the card, probably going to be my recommendation for it. But again, if if you need to play something, then I probably go with inside the distance for Jack Della because he's proven that he could do it time and time again. Yeah, because if you're looking at method of victory, Jack Della to win by knockout is minus 175. I don't think we've ever seen odds that high for a, a knockout uh, at minus 175. You got to lay that much money. Whereas if you look at it to win by decision, it's plus 400. And then Danny Roberts to win by knockout is 10 to 1. To win by submission is 25 to 1. And to win by decision is 7 to 1. So we'll, we'll stuff Jack Della into a parlay that we will add to a little bit later on. Our next fight, Andre Fialo against Muslim uh, Salikov here. This is our closest fight in terms of uh, in terms of odds, as uh, Fialo's minus one hundred eight and Salikov's minus one eighteen. You know, in these welterweight strikers, you've got the 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 uh, Fialo's a power puncher, uh, and then Fialo had a five streak, uh, five fight winning streak snapped by Lee Jiang Liang that we saw in July earlier this year. The Leech. Yeah, yeah, everybody loves the Leech. This is a fun fight for sure. I'm happy it's being showcased on the main card. It's a little concerning because both guys are coming off KO losses. Uh, Fialo just got knocked out by Jake Matthews, which is even further concerning because Jake Matthews is not a power puncher, but Fialo got overwhelmed in that fight and got stopped in the second round. Salikov got knocked out by the Leech, also really not known as a power puncher, so it would be very interesting to see how both of these guys bounce back. The thing that I think you have to look at in this fight is Fialo, this will be the fifth time that he's fought in this calendar year. That is a lot. That's like a Donald Cowboy Cerrone type of style, mm-hmm. you know, of, of fighting. Um, that That's a, a Kevin Holland schedule of fighting. Not a lot of guys can handle it, and I think it caught up with him in his last fight when he lost. However, when I'm looking at it stylistically, Salikov is flashy. You know, he's the king of kung fu, so mm-hmm. he likes distance. He's got a variety of striking, and he certainly has caught some opponents before coming in. But his last fight, his last opponent against the Leech. Leech is a guy that's a pressure fighter. He's going to look to grapple, look to get you in a phone booth. That's exactly the type of fighter that Fialo is as well. He's a guy that's going to pressure him, dirty it up, look to get in some dirty boxing. So I'm going to lean Fialo to win the fight. I'd like him at plus money. I think it's a dollar five right now. So it's you know it's basically a pick 'em. But Fialo earlier on in the week, we're recording this on Wednesday afternoon. Earlier in the week, he was plus money. So a little bit of money is coming come on on him. He's the younger fighter by several years. So I, I think Fialo just working the game plan that the leech did is going to be why I'm going to back Fialo straight up in this fight. However. Because Salikov fights a distance and likes to get that timing and that space, mm-hmm. I'm going to play the over as well. Okay. So it's 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 kind of playing both fighters in a little bit of you know just being methodical with the way I'm handicapping this fight. But I think Fiala is the better fighter and he should win. 
Yeah, so that over right there is minus 165 to go over one and a half rounds. Fiala to win by knockout is plus 175. To win by decision is plus uh, 500. Five to one, and to win by submission is 18 to one. Not a guy that submits. Neither guys are because uh, Salikov to win by submission is also 14 to one. But at minus 105, that's pretty good. That's you know, I mean, you're not laying a lot of juice there. That's a basically even money. You know, bet 100 to win 95. So that's pretty good right there. So we'll take that, and then also maybe put that uh, over one and a half into the parlay because at minus 165, that's kind of a lot, a little bit of juice to lay. Well, that there. that would be the way to get him, I guess, to the plus money. If yeah. You, if you want Fiala at plus money, then you. Couple him up with uh, Maldana, and then yeah. you get him there. Uh, speaking of quick turnarounds, you said that that uh, he's fought what five times in the last calendar year. You want to talk about a quick turnaround? Uh, Waldo Cortez Acosta is fighting for the second time in four weeks. That's the second time in a month, and he's the favorite at minus one ninety two over Chase Sherman. And so this one is going to be uh, a, a huge fight here because. That kind of turnaround is crazy for a fight. You're fighting for the second time in four weeks. How do you think this one goes it's, with it, that it, quick well, of a turnaround? It's, yeah, it's it's very interesting uh, for a couple of reasons. One, yes, because because of the quick turnaround, this guy wants to make a statement. You know, in his UFC career, he made his UFC d- debut two weeks ago uh, in a victory. Chase Sherman was also supposed to fight, I believe, on that card or relatively. I mean, this will be the fourth time that Chase Sherman has fought, but his fight with Josh Parisian was scrapped, so he cut weight or at least prepared to fight. Day of the fights, that fight gets uh, gets scrapped. Here's the thing: Waldo Cortez like just wasn't really impressive uh, in, in in his in his UFC debut victory. I thought he was going to come out there and, and storm the court and, and kind of win in the first round, but he won an ugly decision. And he succumbed to leg kicks, and that's something that Chase Sherman does like to focus mm-hmm. and showcase with with his striking. Uh, Chase Sherman's not going to have to worry about a guy that's taking him down. He struggles with wrestlers and grapplers. Cortez Acosta comes from a boxing background. Um, I think Chase Sherman, small play as the underdog because of those leg kicks, worth a look. I'm not recommending it as one of my stronger plays. Mm. I don't think I'll probably release it as part of my Fat Jack Sports releases for this fight card. But just... Coming back at two weeks, like, he's not going to correct the leg kicks in two weeks. Like, he was on the couch for probably five days, got a fight, back in the gym for a week, and now he's ready for a fight. And Chase Sherman's, Chase Sherman, I think I talked about this before, he's the type of dude that's on the couch, gets a call from Dana White, and he's like, hey, can you fight this afternoon? Sure. And he's like, let me just finish this beer or yeah. Hold, yeah. hold my beer, and I'm going to go. I mean, this is a guy that's been, done bare knuckle boxing. He's yeah. been in the UFC for several years, back in the UFC. So I think stylistically it's a favorable matchup for Chase Sherman, plus money, plus the quick turnaround for uh, Acosta. All right, so we'll do a uh, sprinkle. We'll call it a sprinkle. Uh, not, the t- not the same sprinkle that I did with Carlos Barza. No, that no, ended no, up no, being no. a bad sprinkle. This is more of a This peppering. is a good sprinkle, yeah. Yes. At, at plus 150 uh, on Chase Sherman, the, the sprinkle right there. Method of victory, uh, Acosta to win by knockout is minus 105. And then the next closest odds would be Sherman to win by knockout at plus 380. What do we got at Sherman via decision? Sherman via decision is 4 to 1, plus okay. 400. So that's not that bad. That might be it's one of those uh, par, uh, those prop bets that I, right. uh, I recommend. All right, all right, to win by decision at plus 400. Our second-to-last fight on here is Kennedy Enzachiku 
against Ion Kudalaba. Kudalaba plus 146. Kennedy is minus 188. These light heavyweights uh, are going to go at it. This is a, a quote, kill or be killed because these dudes uh, don't know how to uh, uh, go the distance, basically. Uh, Kudalaba has only been to the scorecard four times in his UFC career. Uh, he's resulted in seven of his last ten fights ending before the first round. <laughs> so uh, these dudes, again, they take a lot of hit hits and they give out a lot of hits this one could be extremely exciting and it could end very quickly yeah i i I suspect that it'll end extremely quickly i mean kennedy has been coming to into his own uh he did he has lost two of his last three fights but he looked very good against carl robertson his last time out he comes from a good camp extremely athletic guy was very green when it when he came into mixed martial arts and i mentioned green like, are you a Marvel guy or not? I always forget. No, I mean, like, I watched stuff when I was a kid, but I don't really... Not, not I don't like really, now. You're not into no, the Marvel Universe and everything. No, like, like I'll, I'll watch one every once in a while, but I'm not, like, someone who's seen every single movie right. and show or everything. Okay, no. is Black? Is he? No, the, he's not Neither one of you guys. No. Okay, wait, beside the point. Like, I watched Iron Man, and like, I watched, once. like, Black Panther, okay. like, once. And, it, and they're okay. Well, I mean, the reason I bring it up is obviously because Ian Kudilov is the Hulk. Like, yes, that's, that, yes. That's his nickname. Yeah. And, 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 but he literally, like, is the Hulk. Like, sometimes he's Bruce Banner, and he's stoic in the cage and doesn't really, you know, isn't aggressive. And then sometimes he's the Hulk, and he sprints forward towards his opponent and kill or be killed. Tries, mm-hmm. to, tries to knock the guy out. I think, again... Kind of similarly to what I talked about with Fialo and being able to dirty it up against the King of Kung Fu, get in his face. I think that the Hulk can do that sort of game plan. If he doesn't get caught by the long reach and athleticism by Kennedy that he's going to have inside the cage, Kudalov's going to be able to showcase his wrestling, take this fight to the ground, and and, and smash uh, uh, Kennedy into oblivion. So even though it's so risky because Kudalov is just like, he's just such a wildfire out there. You don't know. And Mm -hmm. like, He's burned me before, but then he cashes in as 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 a as a dog. I think a small sprinkle is him as the Ooh, underdog. Like so this is a sprinkle. Show, this is a okay. sprinkle show with with guy with underdogs that just have matchups that I think can favor them if they're right. And Kudalab is Kudalab is the type of guy you know. Look, he 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 got aggressively finished in his last fight. It wasn't a good outing by him mm-hmm. whatsoever against Johnny Walker. He lost to Ryan Spam, but prior to that, you know, he beat Devin Clark. Um, I, I think finish for sure under a round and a half for sure is okay. is is the right play. It's pretty good odds too. It's minus one hundred five, pretty close to even money money for under yeah. one and a half. I, I think so. I, I think that that I think Kudilaba forcing the fight a little bit more on Kennedy is is the likely scenario. So then either Kennedy knocks him out or he gets taken to the ground and gets you know planted by uh, Kutalaba. So that that's my suggestion on that. Fight. Okay, so we're going to go with a sprinkle on Kutalaba at uh, plus 145 and then under one and a half at, at 105 there. And finally, our main event, the big boys, the heavyweights, Derek Lewis against Sergey Spivak. Derek Lewis, two-fight losing streak. However, this is in Vegas, and he is Not undefeated. Not in Texas. He, I was going to say, he's <laughs> undefeated in Vegas. He's 8-0 when competing in Las Vegas, and uh, Sergey Spivak makes his sixth consecutive start in Las Vegas. He now lives there. He's on a two-fight winning streak, and uh, he is the heavy favorite here at minus 220. Derek Lewis, the underdog here at plus 168. You know me. I like it when the big dudes fight. Like, I hope it's not boring. That's my only caveat. Like, the big dudes fighting is fun when they don't lay on each other for 
you know, for the whole fight. If where this goes to the scorecard and it's just ground control, it's boring. But if they're strikers, it can be super fun. It's likely not going to be that case with Derek Lewis. Yeah. Derek Lewis is very rarely in a boring fight. And that's why I'm excited for this fight. Yeah, I mean, look, first off, the Black Beast, Derek Lewis has the record for KOs in the UFC. So mm-hmm. do you take that into account, uh, handicapping him as the underdog? He's never lost three fights in a row in his mixed martial arts career. He's lost two in a fight. He's lost two in a row. Yep. And I, I'm a guy that likes to look at trends. And like you look at the Chris Dawkins fight. The Chris Dawkins fight. He was supposed to lose that fight, and then he, you know, comes out, showcases his, his ungodly knockout power, and knocks out, uh, you know, uh, Chris Dawkins. So you, you've got that. Thirty times out of thirty-seven fights, he's gone inside the distance. Love it. I think you absolutely have to play under a round and a half in a Derek Lewis fight. It's okay. mi- it's minus one twenty. Under a round and a half, that's not bad odds. Yeah, and, I, bad and odds. I know Spivak, you know, is a, is a lumbering heavyweight. That's why he's the polar bear. He's going to look to take this fight to the ground. But Derek Lewis is very athletic. He is a guy that's that's difficult to take down. And, and when guys take him down, it's like world-class wrestlers. Curtis Blades, Daniel Cormier. I don't really put Spivak in that kind of, mm-hmm. you know, arena, if you will. So... My early lean is going to be money lining Derek Lewis, especially as an underdog, because he's got he's got 25 minutes to land one right hand. And if you don't believe me, it wasn't 25 minutes, but it was 15 minutes against Alexander Volkov when Volkov was winning that fight for 14 minutes and 56 seconds, and then with four seconds remaining, Derek Lewis's pants got hot and he knocked him out and he won the fight. So early lean on under one and a half, mm-hmm. and early lean on Derek Lewis Ooh. to win the fight straight up. Ooh, it is a sprinkle Saturday. I love it. I love it. So Lewis uh, at plus one sixty five right there. That's great. See, I you know see that's why I, I had that whole build up because I like the heavyweights when it's Derek Lewis because he's he's we've talked about it. Kill or be killed. Like it's going to end quickly regardless of whether he's winning or losing. So I'm hoping that he wins, obviously, because we're going to have a play on him. But also, I just want to see a good fight. And when knockouts happen, it usually means it can be a good fight. Anything in these uh, prelims here that you like? So maybe we can build this parlay with Jack Della Maddalena. I I think that two fights stand out to me. Vince Morales, as an underdog, is going to have an opportunity against Miles John. Uh, Miles John's is kind of, you know, methodical, straightforward. If he gets, if Miles John's gets his wrestling going, then Vince Morales will probably be in for a world of hurt. Okay. But small, slight underdog, Vince Morales, because he's got knockout power. He's, he's plus 140 right yeah, now. I mean, That's pretty good. Yeah, he's been in there with 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 some guys similar to that and has succumbed to it, but other times he hasn't. And then the fight right after it, uh, you know, Mar- Marna Moroz and, and Jennifer Maya, I think Moroz is, is kind of stepping up in competition. Jennifer Maya is a former title challenger. She's been in there with the best fighters in the in the women's flyweight division. It might be, I think, it might be too big of a tall task for 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 Moroz to, to step up to that level of competition. So a small sprinkle on Maya as the underdog as well. If you do recall, she did cash for us a couple of fights back when she defeated jo- Joanne Wood uh, as the underdog as well. Well, I mean, listen, if you if you've gathered one theme from this uh, from this podcast it's so far. Dogs. The dogs are barking. The dogs are barking. The dogs are definitely barking. It's a, We might be recording this on a Wednesday, but it is a sprinkle Saturday as we were sprinkling on Sherman there. Yeah, and you have to remember, too, you're going to have to sprinkle this within college football because it's 12 p.m. Eastern oh. uh, start for prelims, 3 o'clock main card. In Vegas? Well, no. Th- well, you know, So then, yeah, so then it's 9 o'clock and 12. Oh, okay. All right. That's fair. That's fair. All right. So we've got... 
We've got Sherman. We're sprinkling. These are our sprinkles. Sprinkling on Sherman plus one plus one fifty uh, to win by decision. Also a plus four hundred. Kutalaba at plus one forty five and Lewis at plus one sixty five. Plus we're taking. Uh, these are not sprinkles. These are the plays. Fialo money line at minus one hundred five. Kutalaba under one and a half at minus one hundred five. And Derek Lewis under one and a half by at minus one twenty. I love it. The dogs are out of here. Great. Just favorable, favorable matchups. You know, all likelihood, we're going to be able to hit on a couple of those, uh, and uh, that's you know that's where we roll. All right, he is Jordan Sherwood. Follow him on Twitter at Wood on ESPN One Thousand. Make sure you give him credit when all these sprinkles uh, turn into full fledged uh, ice cream sundays. I guess, okay. and, and we win. I'm just trying to I, listen. Just go with it, okay? I'm just going go, with it. Just, I saw you roll your eyes. I over did roll there. my eyes. But I, the, the listeners felt you roll your eyes through their speakers right now. Just <laughs> go with it. I'm trying to I'm trying to paint a masterpiece here. Okay. I just don't know a sprinkle. Okay, now I understand because I was I was thinking of like because I was you know we had we had taco night the other night at the house so I. I was cooking, so I was sprinkling, you know, the no, seasoning. Sprinkle, sprinkles, 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 sprinkles. Yes, sprinkle, I should have thought of that because my kids eat ice cream all the time. Oh, they're called sprinkles. Yes. I'm Adam Abdallah. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah. We will be off next week for the Thanksgiving holiday. There is no UFC fights going on there. We have a special episode with uh, Bellator commentator and former UFC referee Big John McCarthy. We talk about gambling on the UFC. He's got very uh, good opinions. He is very opinionated on gambling in the UFC and, and specifically fighters and trainers and coaches and commentators gambling and whether or not they should be able to. So make sure you check that out and check out Bellator. Uh, MMA at Wintrust Arena on Friday, uh, so check that out there as well. There's a huge, there's a local kid, uh, Corey Anderson is fighting there for a title and for a million dollars, and also there's another title fight with Nurmagomedov. A Nurmagomedov is going to be there. They're always very exciting. He's undefeated, shocking. And Nurmagomedov is an undefeated. Like one day, I, I was going to ask Big John McCarthy this. Um, like, is there any comparable in sport? Like, are the Mannings the closest thing to the Nurmagomedov? To the Nurmagomedov, where like every like almost every family member is good at like I, I'm trying to think of another. Well, the Gracies were pretty good. I mean, the Gracies have yeah. steps, not just Hoist, but Henzo. That's and, fair. And uh, a couple other ones. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, I'm just trying to think of like another family, like, another, another sports family of like yeah, like like the the Williams sisters are obviously, but there's only two of them. Uh, but like every Nurmagomedov, if you see a Nurmagomedov on a fight, like bet them, like <laughs> like just just blindly bet Nurmagomedov. Well, he was also talking about just all be, the fighters from Dagestan. Like yeah. you could just bet them all from Dagestan. Blindly bet well. Dagestani fighters, and you're gonna come out on top and win money. Right. Uh, so yeah, follow our picks uh, at Adam A Abdallah at Wood on ESPN 1000. You can get the rest of uh, Jordan's picks at Fat Jack Sports as well as all the NFL, NBA, college football is almost done. It's so sad. College football is almost over. You only have like two weeks left. We've got th- two regular season weeks left and then the title games and that's it. Bowl games. Yeah, that's it. It's over. And we will be back in two weeks for another episode of the Unnamed MMA Podcast.